three, three two, two, one. Eyelash. Okay. We need body parts. Yeah. Cats have eyelashes. Cats have fur. <laughs> <laughs> I have very limited things to look at when I open my eyes. It's either out the window or the furry cat tree in front of me. I try to keep my eyes closed the whole time, so it just comes from my head. Ah. I'll do that next time. <laughs> I'm not very good at being random. Same. <laughs> All the, the countdown builds the suspense. Yeah. It makes me go, oh, God, what am I thinking? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> What's my brain going to do? It's just like, burr, 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 burr. Chai there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Hey, Julia. Hey, Allie. I hope you didn't skip arm day because we're about to fly around the world. Oh, no. I forgot to work out my arms. Oh, no. But it's International <laughs> Tea Day. I'm wearing a world shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing a red tank top. Woo! <laughs> my my cat is sleeping under a UK flag pillow. Oh. And glaring at me for wooing too loud. Sorry, kitty. We're woo girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a world painting. I'll put that on the post. Perfect. I'll just I'll yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, technically, when this episode comes out, yesterday was International Tea Day, mm-hmm. but I'm going to call it close enough. So close enough, close <laughs> enough. But before we get into that, how you brewing? I am brewing well. Good. Um, let's see. I think since we last recorded, uh, my mom came to visit mm-hmm. um, because we started looking for wedding venues. Yay! It's yeah. exciting. We visited three locations while she was here on the first day, and then we went to uh, three locations in the Myrtle Beach area. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of looking. Um, and then she was supposed to leave on Sunday and drive back home to Virginia. Uh-huh. And... We got breakfast and we ordered a carafe of mimosas. Ooh. And uh, she ended up texting dad saying, I don't want to go back on my own. Will Aww. you fly here instead? Because he was supposed to be coming home from a trip and going uh-huh. to Richmond. And she said, I want I want you to be on the drive with me. I don't want to drive by myself. So Aww. my dad flew into Charleston instead of Myrtle, instead of Richmond. Hmm. And I got to see him for a couple of hours, which was nice. And then they left on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's um, sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she said, please. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got pretty drunk and I did my food shopping. Perfect. <laughs> <with> mom. <laughs> I was like, mom, I love you. I still have to do my meal prepping. She was like, that's fine. We'll just drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got a whole extra day with her just to hang out because we literally did not stop the entire time she was here. We just went places and crashed. We were exhausted. Yeah. It's so a lot. So it was, it was nice to just get to hang out with my mom. Yeah. With your mom. With my mom. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so I'm brewing pretty good. How are you brewing? 
I'm also brewing pretty good. I have news. Oh? I have gotten a second kitty. <laughs> because it was time for Chadwick to have a friend. Yay! So her name is Chapel because oh. she was found in an elementary school called Chapel. I mean, other words, but you know, that's where the name came from. Mm-hmm. And she is a sweet little calico kitty. And she is, I think, around six months old. The vet said she could be anywhere between six months and three years. Or really, either six months or three years. And that they're leaning towards six months. So That's such a huge gap. Yeah. She had she was out on her own for a little while. So Aww. it was a little hard to tell. But this is day two of her being in the condo. And all things considered, she's settling pretty well. She is currently tucked up asleep. Hold on. Let me see if I can get a better picture for the Instagram. She is out. And she's dreaming because a foot just twitched. Oh. So she and Chadwick are slow to adjust, but hopefully we will get there. Nice. And I have other slightly less exciting, but still pretty cool news. Okay. I finished the bookmark. Oh, really? All 25? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to make another bookmark? I already have. (laughs) Hold on. Yes. And look, it has one book on it already. It is Anne of Green Gables. God, that is such a good book. It's so good. I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, this one is a green instead of yellow. Nice. Uh, and I put 26 books on here because technically the first book on the first bookmark I read in December of 2021. Mm-hmm. So by the time I finish this, I will have actually reached 50 books nice. for 2022. So then I'll feel better about it. But yeah, so the um, the last four books were all Heartstopper, which is a graphic novel that recently got turned into a Netflix show. Oh. That I think you would very, very much enjoy. Well, I will have to check it out then. If you feel like it, if you go download the Webtoons app, you can okay. read it for free. Oh, It nice. updates um, three times a month. Oh, cool. And it's real. I blew through it. So. Really? But they published them into actual volumes too, which is why I counted it for the bookmark. But mm-hmm. yes, it's very, very good. And then you can watch the show and then we can gush about the show because it's just so cute. It's very cute. Really cool art style. Just romance young adult lovey-dovey stuff so i love that stuff man i am a Uh sucker for that stuff i think you would absolutely love it oh i'll have to check it out i had Mm -hmm. webtoons i think in high school Mm -hmm. and then i stopped because it was overwhelming me because it kept giving me alerts and i was like i'm done goodbye (laughs) i undownloaded it i subscribed to three things Mm-hmm. And that's the only alert I get is whenever those update. So I get one like maybe once a week. Okay. So it's not that bad. But yeah. So anyway, that's how I'm brewing. Nice. Living life. I think you are going to like this quick fire question of the day. Okay. Okay. If you could visit any country in the world right now for free, where would you go? Especially if it's one you haven't been to. New Zealand. Okay. <laughs> so fast. I Well, it's either going to be New Zealand Iceland, Australia, anywhere in Australia, mm-hmm. um, or Dubai. Ah, why? Well, Dubai is a center for amazing technology. Mm-hmm. Like they have an indoor ski resort, which is in the middle of the desert. So like, oh, they can do just about anything. Yeah. New Zealand is gorgeous. Uh, it's where The Hobbit was filmed or inspired by one of the two. Mm-hmm. I think filmed. Okay. I think so. They have a Hobbitville. Yeah. So I want to go there. The 
healthcare system is amazing. The country is one of the highest standards of living. Honestly, I'd want to go live there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want to go to Australia because I want to go dive on the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up watching a lot of Australian shows. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a surfing show. And they were training to be in a competition. Not H2O. No. No, Although they I were also Australian. <laughs> yeah. I watched that as well. This uh-huh. was um one of the guys' names was Heath. And that was the first time I met anyone. Well, not met, but learned of a name someone named Heath, because mm. I only knew of Heath Bars. And I thought that was kind of <laughs> weird. Blue Water High. Yeah, that was uh-huh. it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I typed Australian surfing show Heath. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know how I watched it, but I loved it. I didn't really get into it, but I have seen it, like commercials and stuff for it. The second season is where I stopped watching because, mm. you know, the they kind of graduated and I was like, well, that's I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, that's fair. It was like when Glee got new characters. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> um, And I want to visit Iceland because it's the only place in the world where the mid-ocean ridge comes on land. So Ooh. you can literally see and stand between two tectonic plates. Ooh, that's cool. Right? I didn't know Isn't that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, slowly Iceland's going to either get bigger or turn into two different islands. Yep. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I want to go. Nice. <laughs> where, do you, where would you want to go? Um, I also have several places. One of them would be Japan because I would mm-hmm. get to go visit Catherine for free. And Catherine went to Tokyo recently. And uh-huh. ha- like her story was just flooded with like all the cool Tokyo things like a Studio Ghibli Museum. <gasps> they went to nin- she's been to Nintendo World over there. There were oh. a bunch of gardens that like it looked like an ocean of blue flowers. Like I just want to go there and vibe. Oh, you know? my gosh. That sounds like a movie. Mm-hmm. And the food. So that's one. Um, I also really want to go to France Mm -hmm. just just to pretend I'm in a (laughs) rom-com. I want to go to the UK because I want to go do all of the stereotypical British things that I've been watching since I started watching Doctor Who in Mm -hmm. uh, high school. I want to order chips. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to go walk around like in in a country town, you know? Yeah. Like either in Ireland or or just in England somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'd also probably want to go to Birmingham to go look at the set of Peaky Blinders. Alabama? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what it's what the one in Alabama was named after, I think. Ah. They're both okay. um steel production places. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um and I think that pretty much sums up where I'd want to go. There's a lot of places in America I would also like to go for free, but that wasn't the question, so Right. Yep. But yeah, so that's it. Oh, where do you want to go, Toulouse? That's a good answer. That is a good answer. You know, I'm sad I didn't think of that. Thanks, baby. Glad we're on the same page. (laughs) It's cutting out the static right at the end when it comes to mind. So it just, it sounds like, at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And he left. That was it. All right. Thanks. Thanks Thanks for coming. Thanks, kitten. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, so um, I have I this episode is going to be a little different. I don't actually have a quiz for this episode mm-hmm. because half of this episode is a game, right? <laughs> but before we get to that part, what is International Tea Day? 
Do you want to take a guess at what the goal of International Tea Day is? The sure. official goal? Okay. Uh, to unite the world one cup of tea at a time. Kind of. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so International Tea Day, which is started or started and, you know, run if you run a holiday by the United Nations. Okay. The United Nations deemed it International Tea Day. Okay. Um, I just copied and pasted from their website, so I don't mince their words, but they said the day will promote and foster collective actions to implement activities in favor of the sustainable production and consumption of tea and raise awareness of its importance in fighting hunger and poverty. That's a lot. It's, it's, I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of like a superficial day of like cool tea. And then they're like, no, 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 we're going to fight poverty. Yeah, I'm not seeing how we're going to fight poverty with tea. Because they list out some goals. Uh, Tea production and processing contributes to the reduction of extreme poverty, the fight against hunger, the empowerment of women, and the sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems. Because they are basically promoting awareness of how to grow and produce tea. One, to make a lot of money because tea is the second most popular drink in the world. Okay. And two, because it gives, like, I think we've talked about it before with chai and with Darjeeling, a lot of tea harvesting tends to be done by women. So it opens doors for women that may have been impoverished or unable to support their families to have a job that they could go out and, you know, start making money and build something for themselves. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's a lot deeper than I expected it to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, haha, it's one of those made up holidays like National Pizza Day. Uh huh. Nope. They've given it a purpose. Wow. Um, I didn't that's that's basically all the research I could find for International Tea Day, but still. Cool. <laughs> um, so I did find some world tea facts from teahow.com. Okay. Uh the first one, of course, is that tea is the second most consumed beverage in the world behind water. Okay. As we know. Mm-hmm. Um the Lipton Tea Factory in Dubai. Oh. Produces around 5 billion tea bags a year. That's a lot of tea. A lot of tea. I also learned, so we know, tea is made from, or tea refers only to drinks made from Camellia sinensis. Right. Do you know what the actual word is for all other quote unquote teas that are not made from Camellia sinensis? Herbal? Nope. There's a, there's a weird word for this? There's a word. Yes. It is tisane. It's T-I-S-A-N-E. And it refers to all hot, leafy drinks that are not tea. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So, like, we call it tea because, you know, that's what we do. But, like, Mm -hmm. chamomile, um, half the things that we've tried are not not tea. They are tisane. That's really cool. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Do you want to take a guess at approximately how many types of tea there are in the world? And I don't know if this is just teas and tisans. It didn't specify. I'm going to say it probably includes both. That was my next question. Yeah. Uh, Although it might not. I'm going to say that there are roughly three billion. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not quite. How about... Uh, 200,000. Not quite that either. There are actually, 
1500 types of tea in the world oh man i thought there was like a lot more (laughs) (laughs) not quite but there are a decent amount so like you know we'll have at least 1500 episodes that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) we got it it's fine um and my last fact for you you do have to open a link actually but i will send it to you here in the chat okay there you go. Uh, the most expensive teapot, according to the Guinness World Records, is oh. one commissioned by a charity in London. It's called the Egoist and has, amongst other features, a stunning inlay of six or 1,658 diamonds, 386 rubies, and a mammoth ivory handle and a base of 18 karat gold. Mammoth? Mammoth. How it's- did they get that? Apparently, they probably bought it off a museum, which I will, uh, I'm going to put that first picture on our Instagram as well, but it's nice. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so small. Yeah, it's itty bitty. If you, I'll I'll have both the pictures of the close up and then the woman holding it. It's basically like the size of a softball. It's beautiful. Yeah. Real shiny. Wow. And it's called the egoist, which is just lovely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) On a similar note, you can also buy some rings from them for 700, nope, 7.5, oh, no, I thought it said million, $7,500 and $5,890. You know, that's not surprising. It has a ruby, some diamonds. This is beautiful. They They have some from De Beers. Yeah. Which was a trivia question on wednesday Mm -hmm. it was what company is credited with making the diamond ring the quintessential symbol of engagement oh really Mm -hmm. and it was i have one of those yeah (laughs) (laughs) is that the brand that yours is uh no this is my brilliant earth (laughs) cool i was gonna say i'm looking at some of the pictures of de beers and i like yours better this uh is considered a um, ethically sourced diamond. I don't know if it's lab grown, but uh-huh. it is definitely not a blood diamond, which I appreciate. Right. Good. And then I have four little moissanites on the other side of it. <laughs> Moissanite. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So do you remember what order we drank the teas in? Roughly. Okay. Then I'm going to mix it up. Okay. So. We have a, this is a two-part game. Okay. Part one, which we have already recorded, was that I made the teas and I had them do a blind taste test and tried to guess what the tea was called and where it's from. So, part two of the games that you have a game to play today. Yay. I'm going to give you three fun facts about the tea. Okay. And you tell me if you can figure out which one of those it was. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to do them in a different order. So if the recording sounds weird, I apologize. But can I have at least the word bank because I don't remember all of the names or do I have to come up with them again? We'll see how it goes without the word bank. And then if you need it, I'll send it to you in the chat. Okay. Okay. So let's see. We're going to do a tea game. Yay. I'm here. Hi. Uh, I'm Mike, the fiance of the julia <laughs> i'm going to drink tea and guess as a guest yes. yeah yes yeah, yeah. 
So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to make five different teas and you are going to try to name what the tea is and what country the tea is from. So you get a point for each one. I'm not going to keep track of points. They're just to make you feel better. Okay. So I'm going to go make tea number one. Do we get pity points if at least the, the answer's funny? Uh, okay. New rules. Instead of points, I will give you a high five for each thing that you get right. I will give you a solemn handshake for funny points. I'll allow it. I'm ready. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. This tea comes from Ilex Peregrinus plant. From, from the Elex Peregrinus plant. I already know what it is. I know, but listen to my other facts. <laughs> Um, the name of this tea, when translated to English, actually refers to the tea and how it's consumed. Oh. And we've talked about this tea before. Yes, we have. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, um, I actually really liked this one, and I was sad that it might cause cancer. Yeah. So, this is going to be tea number one. What are initial impressions from Sniffs? Okay, so, from Sniffs, I'm getting, like... Darjeeling vibes, but there's little white stuff in here, so I think it's definitely a tea tea and not an herbal tea, is what I'm getting from my sniffs. Definitely some type of white tea, from what I can tell just by the color as well. Um, it smells to me almost like a flower. I can't really put that anywhere yet, but we'll see. Please sip your teas carefully. They might be hot. You got to treat it like mouthwash. <laughs> Do you? A little bit. I, don't... I went to sniff the microphone because I just switched hands with my tea. Um, so I'm getting, I don't know. It, it feels very mild like a black tea, but almost a green tea. I would bet on a green tea. Yeah, after tasting it, it definitely feels more like a green tea. Um, I don't, I don't feel oolong with it, but definitely some type of green tea. Uh, after sniffing it and then tasting it, uh, I can see why I was mistaken for some type of flower. Um, but this definitely feels like some type of green tea. So. I regret to inform you. It's not a green tea. Would you like to take a guess on the country before I reveal what it oh, is? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to guess that this is Camellia sinensis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm going to guess that this comes straight from England. So with it not being green, uh, for some reason, I'm not thinking... Uh, my mind saying if it's not green or any type of black tea, it's not from China. Um, so I'm going to say this is from uh, the good old U.S. of A. I'm going to say this is the United States tea. All righty. So Mike was the closest with location. Freedom. You're going to be mad at me. Why? This tea is from Paraguay. It is known as Yerba Mate. Oh, my God. I actually liked this one. <laughs> You you have already consumed this. In my defense, <laughs> I had milk and sugar in this, and it tastes very different. Do I like it naked? Yes. 
<laughs> I will be serving all of these teas naked. So, well, unless recipe deems otherwise. So, you know. Um, this one is uh, yerba mate. No yerba mate. No yerba mate. No yerba mate. <laughs> but I was very excited because it comes from the same family as the American holly. Mm-hmm. Do you remember where it's from? <laughs> the face. No. <laughs> Paraguay. Paraguay. It's in the name. Peregrinesis is the plant. That makes sense. I stopped listening after Elix. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, but like you said, that is the holly bush that's found in Paraguay. I mean, it's a holly bush found in Paraguay. Um, yerba mate translates to gourd herb oh. because it's the, you know, the holly bush processed and then drank from a gourd. Uh, and if you want to learn more about it, go listen to episode 22 of our podcast because we talk about it <laughs> a lot. Um, so, yeah, that was tea number one. I will take your mugs, rinse them out and get tea number two. This tea was originally cultivated by an indigenous tribe that I'm not going to name so I don't give away the location and was mostly traded with Dutch merchants. This tea and its plant are related to a much better known tea from the same region. And the plant that this tea comes from is named for its sweet aroma and golden blooms. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Is this a Japanese tea? Nope. Mm. I watched the history of Japan recently and I remember <laughs> they were like, no trading. Except for the Dutch. Yeah, the Dutch, so. the Dutch were in Japan, in uh, the Indonesia area, and another area. I guess they were also in the crit. They were everywhere. Alrighty, so tea number two uh, is possibly one of my personal favorite teas. But you don't know it. This is a new, a new tea. I don't know if you've ever heard of this tea, so we're going to see how it goes. So, smells? Uh, uh, it kind of smells like someone's house that I, I've never been to. I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it, it smells like someone else's house. Okay. And I don't know how else to describe that other than kind of like feet, but also not feet. Uh, smoky? Fruit jerky? I don't know why, but that's what I'm feeling. I'd also like to make a note that you've had COVID and your nose smells have been different. That's besides the point. It's I'm getting fruity notes from it. That's what I'm getting at here. I will tell you, I think he's closer than you are. So good at this game. Go ahead and sip it. I don't know why my gut says banana. Okay. I something something about it says banana. Melted fruit jerky. It's um, it. I'm definitely getting fruit notes. I don't know about banana. Maybe some type of mango or peach. Uh, I'm I'm feeling some type of citrus, or maybe I'm still in that tropical range, like with you are with the banana. But I think it's something along those lines. There. Um. I like it though. Is this the Rishi Marsala that you really like? Because I've never had that before, and you say that it's one of your favorites. No, that one is spicy. <laughs> that is not this one. <laughs> I got nothing. This tastes like 
warm air. I'm staying true. This is fruit by the foot. This is. Um, yeah, um, I have no idea. I, I do believe it is still a fruit tea, though. I think we're along those lines, but I can't really determine what kind it is. Oh, and Julia snorted it instead. Uh, so we got that going on. I have one more guess. Rubus. I don't know how to say it. Rubus. I don't know how to say that, but that's my last guess. You get a half-hearted high five. Yes! This is a relative of Roybus. That's what. It's called Honeybush. Oh! Which is where you're getting the fruity notes from and the plant. <laughs> I have so, a funny story for you. Okay. I tried this at home and I spit it out because I didn't like it. It's really good. Uh, it's non-caffeinated. It's really good if you add honey to it. And if you ice it, it's a good substitute for ice, sweet iced tea. Um, I'm just craving fruit by the foot at this point, And I, I haven't had one in years. I'm so excited. I don't know where that came from, but I, I, I felt it. So now, do you know what country this would be from? I'll tell you, if you go based off, off of rooibos tea, it'll get you close enough. So here's the thing. I, know. I don't remember where that's from, so I'm going to say India. Okay. Britain. So this is from South Africa, as is rooibos tea. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of Africa, but South Africa specifically. Oh, oh, I just remembered. Uh, huh. Honeybush. Yes, it is I honeybush. did not like this when I made it, but I liked it when you made it, mm -hmm. which means I made it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just made it longer. That's so it's kind of weak if you don't. It was very strong, and I went Bleh, and oh. spit it out. I don't know. Maybe you use too many leaves. Maybe. Mm. I'll make it again for you properly. Okay. Um, but yes, it is the honeybush plant, which is also known as Cyclopia intermedia. Okay. Uh, it's from the Eastern Cape of South Africa. Mm -hmm. It was cultivated by the Khoisan people, who sound really interesting and will definitely be a rabbit hole in a future episode. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and later they traded it with the Dutch merchants. Mm -hmm. And then the Dutch merchants brought it back to Europe in the 1700s. And it went from there. Oh, nice. Um, and honeybush is very closely related to rooibos tea and has a very similar flavor profile and coloration. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. But it will probably be getting its own episode because it sounds cool. Yeah. So on to tea number three. <laughs> okay. These facts are great. Okay. Um, which is interesting. Okay. So. This tea, while also sometimes served as is, can be garnished or flavored with star anise and or orange blossom. Ugh. It's also known as cha yen. And according to foodandwine.com, this tea didn't really come to this country until the 1980s to replace opium as the cash crop. Oh. Mm -hmm. mm, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> other teas we had was this one i very much didn't like no no i liked this one uh-huh well we only have two left all right i know and i can't remember what else we had <laughs> i also uh, i thought i said it was interesting because of fun fact but i just realized i don't tell you that till after you figure it out so oh <laughs> um i can't remember anything else that we had <laughs> okay i'll tell you the little bit of a fun fact Okay. Um, to appeal to American sensibilities, the chefs of 
the place where this comes from, started spiking the drink with bright orange food coloring, specifically the same one that's used in Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, no. So that's not what you're allergic to. I guess not. I didn't throw up that day. (laughs) Nope. Or any day that you've had this. (gasps) I know this one. (laughs) This is my favorite. I don't even have to. I don't have to tell you anything. Uh, so this is tea number three, switching it up a little bit. And uh, what you, well, we got what Julia thinks. What do you think? Because of what Julia thinks, I also know what this is. Um, I never had it before I met Julia. Um, the cat almost destroyed our whole set. So that's great. Uh, and I'm excited to chug this. <laughs> so yeah, for, for the viewers at home. Uh, listeners, I guess. Um, it is a slightly off orange color. Uh, if you can't hear the... It is iced as well. Um, I've had it both iced and hot. And they're hot is very good, too. Uh, so this is very, very good. Okay, is uh, can I say? Uh-huh. So this is Thai tea. Uh-huh. Um, it is my favorite tea. And honestly, I think I like it hot more than I like it iced now. It's so soothing, and it just makes me want to calm down. It is black tea, um, and usually, traditionally, coconut milk, but I think this one specifically has whole milk as its powder. Um, it is so good. And it's, I would I would think, from Thailand. Okay. Let me explain. Uh, since you got the t- name of the tea and the location, you get a double-handed high five. Yes! This is the Thai tea, right? It is the Thai tea. God, that was my favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew it as soon as I saw it. <laughs> I want to look up something real quick. How did I forget about the Thai tea? I think I already thought I said I Thai tea. <laughs> I love Thai tea. Okay. I was looking to see if yen maybe translated to like the Thai word for Thai because it's called cha yen. So it makes sense for it to be tea Thai instead of Mm -hmm. Thai tea but it's just yen so I don't know but anyway yes so um depending on where you go and how you get it some people will add orange blossom or star anise to their Thai tea to give it flavor (laughs) it has plenty of flavor they don't have to do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um true Thai tea which is not technically what we tried because I just used a packet right uh, is made with strong black tea leaves sweetened condensed milk and then whatever spices and additives you want to use and then Unlike a lot of teas, which are made at home, you are more likely to find Thai tea at street carts and tea and coffee shops than you are in a home anywhere in the world. I mean... They're almost exclusively go-buy-it-in-a-shop kind of drinks. I 100% believe that, considering the only way we can get it is if it's a three-in-one packet from an Asian shop. Yep. Alrighty, and on to tea number four. Your three facts. This tea translates to pulled tea in English... This tea combines elements from Chinese, Indian, and British tea traditions. And though there are a few slightly different versions of the story, this tea is thought to have been created by Muslim immigrants in the 1950s. I apologize for any messy mugs. This one has a certain strategy to it. Okay. And I made a little bit of a mess. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, initial reactions. Sniff, sniff. And looks. Oh. 
It smells like milk. I don't know how I feel about this one yet. I'm getting like some type of like pancake mix smell to it. Which little yeasty, little like it's like you're about to put them onto the griddle. But also like cereal as well. I'm getting a breakfast feel for sure. Like like cereal milk. Okay. After you've ate cereal, it's like that is this is what's left at the bottom. Uh that you can Yes. (laughs) Alrighty. Would you like to taste the teas? No. (laughs) Yeah, I'll taste it. Wow. This has a very similar vibe to Thai tea. Mm. It's rich and creamy and it 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 tastes I, I don't know, like vanilla, but not vanilla. I have a feeling this is like some type of uh, it might be like another packet mixture, some type of like tea latte of some sort. Um because of the because of the, the creaminess of it. It's very I wouldn't say rich, but it's more sweet than uh, it's slightly more sweet than the Thai tea, um, in my opinion. But I really, really enjoy this. <laughs> this is usually served hotter. I just did not deliver it in time. Also, the strategy cools it down. So I'm guessing this is done with a pulled method where you pour high and you keep pulling the milk back and forth. I'd also like to play off of what Mike said. And that I also now think it's a tea latte. And because of that, I think this came from Japan because it is very popular in Japan. I was also going to go for Japan. And with the talk of milk, is this some type of just a straight up milk tea? Uh, like a like a brown sugar milk tea or something like that. Okay, it is not. I am wallowing in my own shame right now. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. Technically... You're not wrong with milk tea. This is specifically called te tarek. It is from Malaysia. It is Malaysia. It is black tea that you steep as strong as you can, and then you add sweetened condensed milk and pull it to mix it. That's what the flavor is. That's that's Uh, really good. That is so good. Uh, Yeah, that is why I have sweetened condensed milk on the counter. I was wondering why that was there. (laughs) Okay, so I think this is the the tak. The one with the the sweetened condensed milk. Yes, yes. It's called (laughs) Tetarek. Thank you. I was trying to explain that to my boss and I was like, this is what we're doing. And he goes, I don't know what that is. I said, I don't either. (laughs) That's that's the most difficult one to remember the name of. So we're getting it out of the way. But yes. I I remember you mentioning when we tried it that it was pulled. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I think I remember that correctly. Mm-hmm. So to expand on the three facts I gave you, um, it do- it is Tetarek translates to pulled tea in English. It's from Malaysia. Um, <laughs> Malaysia. <laughs> it actually specifically gets its flavor from how you pull it. So different tea stands can pull it different ways, different amounts of times to give them distinct flavors. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. When we did the flat white, we started high and went low, right? Yes. Typically for this one, you do the opposite. Really? You start low and go high. Ooh. Traditionally. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Um, 
I said that it, it combines elements from China, India, and Britain because the Chinese introduced black tea to Malay, which we'll talk about more in our next tea episode. <laughs> um, in the 1830s, Indian street cooks developed pulling in the 1850s, mm-hmm. and the British introduced citizens to adding milk during colonialism. Mm-hmm. And there is actually, I said there are a few different versions of the stories because there is a lot of debate between Malaysia and Singapore, but we'll talk more about that later. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be the flat white situation. I was again. just about to ask <laughs> if this was going to be a flat white. <laughs> I don't know why it's so difficult to decide when you're pulling a tea where, or you know drink where it came from, but whatever. I guess they get pulled both ways. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Okay, that was a stretch. Like a war. <laughs> oh, I woke up the cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so um, alrighty, I'm gonna go get the last tea together. <laughs> One origin story for this tea is that it got its name from the word meaning black dragon in its original language, while another from another country suggests that it was named after the farmer who accidentally discovered it. This tea has very distinct leaf shape, and it's often identified by the level of oxidation during leaf processing, but the oxidation for this type of tea can range anywhere from 8% to 85%. Ooh. Okay, so um, this one, it was like warm in the, in the, where I was steeping it, and then I think it cools down when I pour it, so it is served hot originally. First impressions from smell. I will say the last two that we just did, the Thai tea and the tea Tarek, were like the exciting ones. I intended to save those for the last two, but that did not work out. So this smells remarkably like milk oolong. I don't know if it is because the milk oolong came in little balls and that's not what this is, but it's also strained. So I'm sticking with milk oolong for now, at least from smell. I don't know if I like the smell. That's the thing. It going off of color again, it's either going to be a white or a green, uh, just because of how clear it is. Um, I'm what is that smell? So then, would you like to go ahead and try it? Sure, I'd like to try it. Would you like to try it again? Mike is displeased. Not a fan. Not <laughs> not a fan. Bitter. Very bitter. Very, very bitter for me. Um I stand by it's I'm I don't like the bitterness of it. Um definitely I think it's gonna be some type of I think it might be some type of white herbal. Um if that's is that a thing? I'm going to say that I'm making it a thing. I'm going <laughs> to, uh, but yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of it. it um, my palate definitely isn't a fan. I'm going to say this is from South Carolina. South Carolina. I forgot to guess. I'm going to go with China. China. Honestly, this tastes pretty sweet to me. And I'm I'm mentally blocking the last two teas. Because it's it's different. It's light and it's light and funky and grassy. It's got a grassy feel to it. 
So this tea is indeed from China. It is milk oolong. I know oolong when I taste it. What was really great is I handed it out and you all went, ooh, and I almost went long. And then I went, no. <laughs> I actually really like milk oolong. It was one of the first teas I've gotten from Charleston, not Charleston, um, Spice and Tea Exchange. I was like, this tastes just like that. And I haven't had it quite right since we made it the first time. That's how it was supposed to taste. I had to get my strainer because I made it, I made, you know, the, uh, I did a teaspoon and a half, which is, it's supposed to be a teaspoon to eight ounces. And I steeped it for the two to three minutes and then the leaves hadn't unfurled. So I poured it, I don't have a little ducky or anything to pour it over. So I just poured it on the garbage disposal. Um, and then I re-steeped it with fresh water and that's what this is. That is amazing. Also, I got the country and tea correct. That means I get a nubba, a number a nubba double high five. Was this the milk oolong? It is indeed the milk oolong. I wasn't sure because I remember when we did the oolong episode, I was like, it's a black tea, right? And you're like, well, not really. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> um, so yeah, the oolong tea leaves are usually rolled into balls, which you mentioned when we yes. were drinking it. But once you steep it properly, like um, I said, if you've ever seen those TikToks that discuss properly steeping oolong, they usually recommend steeping it more than once so that the leaves re-steep and open up for the best flavor, mm. which is what I did when we tested it. So mm-hmm. um, the Black Dragon origin story comes from China mm-hmm. and in I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but in China, that word is wulong, W-U-L-O-N-G. Okay. The farmer story is from Taiwan, where the farmer's name was Wu Liang, which is oh. W-U and then L-I-A-N-G. Hmm. So we'll talk more about that and about the oxidation when we do an oolong episode. Wait, does that mean that oolong is a... What what did you call it? Not not camellia sinensis, right? No, it is camellia sinensis. Oh, it is? So why are no. the leaves shaped different? Because Just of the, the way they process it. Oh, okay. Because okay. they roll it into balls. I, okay. Yep, yep. Cool. Yeah, sorry, the process that. leaf shape, not the actual natural leaf shape. Okay. What what yep. did you say the other word was? Not herbal? Uh, Tucson. Tucson. Yes. Going to and Tucson, it's, and it's, Arizona. It's kind of like, like Shazam. Right. But a little different. Right. Tizan. Tizan. Because it's spelled with an I. It's T-I-S-A-N-E. Anyway, thank you for coming to my tea talk. Back to our episode. So, yeah. So, those were all of the teas that we tried. That was fun. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And uh, in in the notes where I usually would put a game quiz wrap up, I just said, none this time. We just played a long game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Playing the long con. Long con. So yeah, that's all I have for International Tea Day, even though it was technically yesterday. But I hope everybody goes out and celebrates International Tea Day in whichever way they would like. I will have a cup of Thai tea. No, I won't because I'll be on Whole30. Mm. Dang. You'll have a cup of milk oolong. Does milk oolong actually have milk? Or is it said? No. Or is that just because it tastes milky? Um, Why is it called milk oolong? Hold on. I will have a cup of properly steeped milk oolong. Yep. Is tea whole 30? It should be.
There is no actual milk in milk oolong. The tea has a creamy flavor and does taste like milk, but that's because of how the tea was harvested. So you're good. Oh, sweet. Yep. All standard types of tea, black, green, and herbal teas are Whole30 compliant. The biggest thing you want to look out for is tea bags, uh, is sweeteners. Uh, no natural or artificial sweeteners are allowed on Whole30. You're good. All right, cool. I wonder if you could have Earl Grey. Because it has bergamot in it, which is a fruit. Uh, you can have fruits, which is really confusing. Didn't it just say no natural sweeteners? Yep. Okay. Cool, cool. I really don't understand. Yeah, whatever is works, I guess. Fruit allowed on Whole30. All fruit, including dates, are allowed on Whole30. It's a great way to add that hint of sweetness to a sauce or to stuff with almonds and wrap in compatible bacon that is fancy schmancy appetizer what kind of bacon isn't compatible but please no processed date syrup um there's a lot of bacon that has sugar on it like um, oh okay, okay like maple bacon yeah i thought it not was gonna say like you can have pork bacon but not turkey bacon i think when it says natural it still means processed natural right so, like if i was to add uh, honey yeah, honey. That yeah. honey, maple, pure maple syrup, those are not allowed. Right. Okay. But anyway, um, celebrate however you'd like, whether that's making a cup of your favorite tea or listening to our podcast yeah. or researching <laughs> how tea can help countries come out of poverty. Totally. Whatever, whatever level of celebration you'd like to go for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or just trying a new tea from somewhere around the world. <laughs> you know, we got we got five options for you, and there's yeah. lots others. True, like fifteen hundred others. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Julia, where are we going next? So we are going to dive into a weird topic that I didn't realize had so much information. Uh-huh. Instant coffee. Ooh, yeah. I have a fun story for instant coffee, but we'll get to that later. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, thank you all so, so much for listening. We always appreciate our listeners coming in clutch. Whether you listen every Sunday or every Wednesday, if that's just the day that you come around to it, or once a month you play catch up. Whatever you do, we appreciate it. Whether you're jumping in on one specific topic that you just found really interesting, Mm -hmm. whatever you do, we, we appreciate it. Yeah. If you, even if you come in and binge listen to all 25 episodes prior to this one, we appreciate your commitment. You should probably take a break. <laughs> Please drink some water, get a snack, walk around. We'll be here when you get back. Go for a walk. Go smell the rose bushes. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, whatever kind of flower. But, yeah. Ooh, go smell the rosemary bushes. Ooh, yes. yes. Absolutely. Please go do that. Um, anyway. <laughs> all of our all of our sources, research notes, not the quiz, but links to all of the teas that we use today are going to be in our episode notes for you to explore at your leisure. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find our podcast at webrewgood.com. Yeah. Woo! We did it. We did it. <laughs> It'll still redirect you to webrewgood.podbean.com, but you can totally just go to webrewgood.com. We're just saving you some typing. Or 
You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Speaking of which, um, please, please, please rate us. Um, we're getting really close to being able to have comments on Spotify. I'm sure we're just waiting for you, listener, just that one comment mm-hmm. that says, hey, you're doing great. And we can be like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us uh, on our social medias at Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at We Brew Good. Yep. Or you can send us an email. And then we can also say, thanks, if you email us at webrewgood at gmail.com. <laughs> also, a note, um, we learned about an hour ago while recording that Facebook will be taking down their podcast as of June 3rd, 2022. So if you go to Facebook, we're there. We're still there to chat. We still post posts. We still post pictures. But our podcast won't be there after June 3rd. So if you're looking for it and it's not there, that's why. I think you can still get a link to our website though, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, there you go. Just mm-hmm. click the link. You'll. It's just yeah, yeah. one more step. You know what's always there when you need it? What? Your guinea pig. You're so right. Mm-hmm. Like, if, even if you don't know you need it, that's why the guinea pig will hear your heart calling to it. It will break out of its cage. It will come to you. If you're at your office, that guinea pig is going down the highway to get to you. It's going to take <laughs> a little bit, but it'll be there for your lunch break. And it will just curl up on your lap and be like, hey, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll ask very nicely for some Timothy hay or mm-hmm. some fresh veggies and fruits. Or an apple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when you need it most, your guinea pig will tell you to to stay stay brutal. brutal. Thank you. Thank you.